1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl
0: Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You know, we we have all kinds of things going on. But the most important thing is I'm almost done recording the audio version of Selling from the Heart. And that's, you know, it's been a fun ordeal, but it's almost there. Oh, that's good. Now, you know, everyone listening to the podcast knows that I personally challenged Larry
1: that if he didn't have the audio book done by the end of the year, I was going to call him every day and make him read a chapter to me. Uh, And I was going to record it on my phone so we could all (laughs) listen to it. But uh, no, that's great, Larry. I'm so glad uh, that the book is coming together. And uh, I can't imagine uh, how exciting it must be to read uh, your book word for word.
0: Okay, I'm going to tell you something really (laughs) quick. So as as I started reading my book, it was, I I couldn't get through the half the first chapter and I just started laughing my ass off, right? And everyone's (laughs) going, what are you laughing about? I go, because I'm actually reading my old book and I already know what's going to happen in the next paragraph. And I just started laughing.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to get some outtakes. That's going to be good. Hey, by the way, if you're new to Selling from the Heart, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And uh, Larry, Larry, I'm so excited. I've uh, got right in front of me the dates for Outbound 2020 coming May 5th through 8th in Atlanta. I'm telling you what, I can't wait for this conference. And uh, to all our listeners, all I got to say is uh, you should probably get your tickets uh, because I know that this one's going to sell out really quickly.
0: Yeah, you know, know, and it's what the guys at Outbound have done, you know, Jeb and, and Mike, right now, Mike's taking a pass this year, but Mark and Anthony and now Victor Antonio. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things you have to experience. And, and the, the only thing that I say is because I'm a big, so now I'm dating myself, but I'm a massive Queen fan. And I say, this is the Bohemian Rhapsody of all sales events. <laughs> you just have to freaking experience this event.
1: Well, uh, Larry, you certainly dated yourself.
0: And, and that, actually, that's okay. That's okay. You're old. You're hey, just for all the listeners out there, Daryl's actually older than I am. So,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, whatever.
1: So, uh, for those of you, in case you really want to uh, see how old we are on this podcast and, and date yourself, it's whether or not you get the uh, TV show reference that Larry's about to make as he introduces our guest today, which is <laughs> going to be a fantastic conversation.
0: So, I mean, I look forward to bringing Daryl Prale on, but we met, you know, we just met, like I meet half the people that come on the podcast. We just met through social and we started commenting on each other's um, posts and so forth. And some of the stuff we agreed on, some of the stuff we didn't agree on. And you know what? That's okay. That's part of being social. We all have voices and we really got to know each other. And I've been on, on his podcast and Vanilla Softs actually gonna, is the sponsor for Outbound 2020. And so a couple of weeks ago, I said, Hey, Daryl, you you really got to come on. So now here comes the reference. We're all going to date each other, but it's (laughs) Daryl, Daryl and his brother, Larry. So it's Daryl, Daryl and Larry. So welcome Daryl Perel to Selling from the Heart.
2: Larry, my other brother Daryl, it is <laughs> so we great. Go. We're finally all to together be here. in one place. <laughs> we're all all right, we're long lost brothers. Exactly. All we're missing is Bob Newhart, and you know, <laughs> hanging out at at the inn, and we'll be all set.
0: And we can we can all put beanie caps on, right? Yeah, I love it. Know. That's yeah, good. Yeah. I
2: hey, just want to uh, know, am I the good looking Daryl or the other Daryl? That's all I want to know.
0: <laughs> I will let the listeners decide. But
1: hey, thanks for joining us. By the way, it is great to have a fellow Canadian on the podcast, one that still has the accent because I've lost mine down here in the deep south. But I'm curious, Daryl, as we ask all of our guests that come on the podcast, when you hear the word selling from the heart, what does that mean to you?
2: I uh, means a, actually, it means a number of things for me, and and that's one of the things that Larry and I actually really connected on was it, it's almost like where do I start? It means authenticity. That's a, it, that's the first word that comes to mind, but that's an overused word sometimes these days. But it generally means authenticity. It means you know, dropping the facade that we like to project sometimes, and just connecting person to person and helping one another out. You got a problem. I may be able to help you out. Let's do this. Let's drop the pretense. Let's drop the BS. Let's just be real. And that's what I love about selling from the heart. I see too many people, especially in the sales profession, projecting an image of what they should be or not worrying about the individual because they're just a transaction. It's all about me. It's not about you. You know, they're, they're boasting, they're, they're doing whatever they think they think they need to do to succeed. And that is not selling from the heart. Selling from the heart is just being real connecting one-on-one. That's what it means to me.
0: Yeah. But but here I want to play on that for a sec because, um, This is where I challenge a lot of people, and especially if we tie social into this, and and we're going to be talking about various things that dance around social on the podcast. But when I challenge, when I hear the words being real and all that, for one simple reason is if we layer in social on this, if you want somebody to get to know the real version of whether that be myself or you, Daryl, or or the other brother, Daryl, is you got to walk, talk, act, live, and breathe it. And if you're gonna play in the world that we live in today, then to me, you gotta walk and breathe this stuff. And that's what I'm gonna challenge people is, you know, hey, I'm being real. Are you really being real? Are you being real based on what you see other people doing? You see where I'm getting at, Daryl?
2: Oh my gosh. Bro, I know exactly what <laughs> you're getting at. Because my problem is, uh, and, and this is it's funny you bring it up. My my problem is I think I'm too real on social. And, it, well, and no, it but, may... but dude, that's okay. I know, but it bites me in the ass sometimes, right? Because, you know, the issue, I'll give you an example. This is a personal pet peeve, but this is a a relevant example, I think. On social, you get all these influencers or thought leaders. You get these guys, like you say, Larry Levine, you know, he's kind of got a following. And he goes out there and he says you know, the emperor wears no clothes or the emperor's wearing beautiful clothes, even though we all know he's naked, whatever it might be. He makes is a declaration. <laughs> empty, yes, he's an empty suit. He makes, he's wearing an empty suit. There we go. Right. <laughs> he makes a statement and you have all of these people jumping on and what I, I call them the sycophants. They're like, yeah, right on, way to go, bro. And it's just this, you know, echo chamber of high fives and back slaps Likes with no appetizes. value. And happy face It's just like, really? So is that how you are with your buds when you're out for, you know, at the, the local pub having a few pops? You're sitting there just high-fiving nonstop? Or, you know, if I were to say to somebody, in a, okay, I'm, I'm not trying to get political, just using their point here. If I were to say, so what do you think about Trump? Are we all just going to high-five and that's it? You know, we're all going to have opinions. Right. And having that debate, having that conversation is part of something from the heart, I think, being authentic. I go out there sometimes I'm that guy that says like you, like you open up Larry, you said sometimes we agreed, sometimes we didn't agree. You know, Larry, I agree with you here and here. I don't agree with you there. Sometimes you get the haters to pal on you and say, Daryl, you're full of crap. And, um, and that can be bad. That can be <laughs> really bad. Now, the irony is if you're consistent and if you're respectful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then over time you actually develop a really good reputation. And it's amazing because people respect you so much more because they know when you speak, you're not speaking BS, you're speaking from the heart. And uh, and so, but you got to have the confidence in the cojones to do that. Not everybody does.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I would say consistent, respectful, and and you've got to have some substance. Like you were saying earlier, it oh, can't just yes. your, your online engagement. I mean, you would never do this face to face, like with a, with a, a prospect or a client or or any business associate. They say something, and your only response is thumbs up. Right? You would thumbs never thumbs up. Do Way that. to go! You, no, you, you would You would. You would expand on it. You, and I think, um, that, I mean, social is wonderful, but it also can make us really, really lazy. Um, yes. and, and I think that, you know, if, if you look at the opportunities on social are incredible, but, uh, if all we do is thumbs up, connect without meaning, you know, and, and the lazy way out on this and then sit down and go, well, social's crap, It doesn't work. Well, no, you didn't work. Right. The work is the heavy lifting is going out there and actually adding some value, contributing to the conversation. And when you do that, In a respectful and consistent way, um, you've built uh, a reputation and it's a good reputation as someone who is, uh, I, I would say what you want as a salesperson, a thought leader, right? Not an empty suit, someone that actually has something useful, interesting, and maybe from time to time encouraging to bring to the table
2: that's what i love about the whole metaphor about the empty soup just i don't know larry you know maybe we haven't talked about this i love the fact that you're actually using that metaphor that prop when you bring it on stage uh-huh. and, and you're, you're 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 using it to visually convey to the audience that there's got to be substance here right you've got to add value you've got to have an opinion you can't just be a, a yes person you can't just be a sycophant You can't you can't be a suck up you know People will respect you so much more. They don't have to agree with you to respect you. If right. to your point, Larry, if you got substance.
0: Yeah. And, and it's and it's interesting because I want to take this a step farther. So, um, and Daryl Amy knows this, but Daryl Prell doesn't is I joined the speakers of the National Speakers Association, the Los Angeles chapter where I live about three months ago, just to add value to that community. And a lot of my friends were in it are in it as well. And there was a speaker two months ago and I'm going to give him a shout out and, and both Daryl's, you might know this gentleman, his name's Phil Jones mm-hmm. and Phil's a great guy. He's a Brit. And when he, he spoke two months ago and he talked about what to say, how to say it and so forth. And here's where I'm going with this. And then this is where I, I really see this playing out is we have surface level conversations. There's a lot of surface level conversations happening on social. Hmm. There's not a lot of below-the-surface questions and engagement happening. And that's what he was really bringing about. And when I start talking about selling from the heart and how this is, it's about engaging, it's about exciting people, and it's about really truthfully wanting to get involved in a conversation. You can't do that on social by the the likes and the thumbs up and, hey, I agree with you. Because I know this because Daryl Prill. that's how you and I met. It's because... We challenged each other in a way that was professional, that was respectful, says, hey, you know what? I may not agree with some of this, but I agree with this part, and this is why. And here's where I'm going with this, and that's where Phil Jones really expands upon it is if you want to engage, you got to dig below the surface, and you got to be willing to do it.
2: Well, I'll tell you this, because I fully agree with what you're saying. As as a buyer, because you know I, I'm I'm the marketing guy, so I've got all the budget for the program spend, for the technology spend, cetera, At our company, so I get nonstop harassed when I get when I get a, a sales professional challenging me, you know, he does the discovery process and, you know, what are your pains, yada, yada. So what do you need? I need X, Y, and Z. Well, why do you need Z? By the way, you notice I said Z for you. I didn't say Z. They nice. all say Z for I, you. I, Thank you. But, hey, hey,
0: but dude, I would have understood what you said when you said
2: yeah, that. I, I'm sure you would have, because you are a man of mystery. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, if he says, exactly. If, if, if they come back and say, do you really want Z? And let me tell you why I don't think you want Z. I, that's, that is what I want. I want you to challenge me because here's the thing. I'm not an expert at what you're selling. If I was an expert, I would already have a solution. I would have deployed it. I wouldn't need you. Right. I've got pain. And if you're the expert, that's why we're talking. And so I don't want to make the mistakes that others have made. So if my logic and my position and my thought process is flawed due to a lack of knowledge or a lack of experience, I want you to educate me so I get it right out of the gate first time. Because the last thing I want to do is spend money wrong because that's just not good for the career. I want to do it right. Yeah. So I want you to challenge me. Those reps who, who have the cojones to do that, respectfully, big underline respectfully, Absolutely. they get my time every single day.
1: Yeah, that reminds me of a great conversation we had last month with Todd Capone, the transparency sale. Um, phenomenal research around like data backed that it's smart for salespeople to bring into the conversation, the things that they're not good at. Now that I mean, or that their company is not good at the weaknesses of all of that, because I think, uh, you know, we as salespeople, we want to, you know, spotlight the good stuff and never talk about, you know, the drawbacks. Everyone knows that there's no such thing as a perfect offering or no such thing as a perfect company. And I love Todd's research um, around the reality of, of when we bring our flaws into the conversation which is authentic, right? It's real. Um, the level of credibility goes through the roof. And um, so, that's huge.
2: My fi- my favorite question, and it, it's, it's always interesting to watch a sales professional respond to this, is <laughs> how are, okay, got it. How are you different than vendor A or vendor B? All right, I right. know you compete with them. Well, I get it all the time. How are you different than sales loft and yep. outreach? That's what right. I get all the time. Yep. And, um, and some will stammer, but the ones who can say, great question. Let me answer that. You know, they're mm-hmm. good here. We're good here. Blah, blah, blah. Those people total respect because there's a couple of things. If, if, if you're strong where I need you to be strong, great. We'll keep on talking. If you're not as strong, well, Let's drill down so I understand that a little more. Maybe it's not a big deal, but it's out of the way now. No surprises. And I trust you even more That's because right. you were forthright with me. And if in the end, it turns out where you're weak is a really important thing for me. And therefore our conversation here is done. Well, the beauty is you respect my time. I will remember that because I yeah. will probably change jobs in the future and I will go back to you. Mm-hmm. But B, you're done with me, which means you can get back on the horn and try to find that next deal instead of wasting cycles with me. Be That's a big right. boy about it.
0: Yeah. Ah, love but, it but, but I think it you know it even it even go'm I'm, I'm gonna take it that take that a step farther because um, what's what's really you brought up the differentiation word. Is where where I challenge a lot of people, and, and and I I have to clarify challenge because I think that's a that term's taken way out of context. Sometimes. I was gonna
2: say it sounds like you challenge a lot of people all the time. That's what I'm hearing out of this. Well, You're, really, it's just, are you, you a challenging individual? No, it's just I, LA I, guys. You know, no. it's, <laughs> it's Southern California, Los Angeles. <laughs> I, I worked in LA for four years, Larry. I love LA. I, just I did, I'm just I'm, I, the pro.
0: The, I, I guess it's. I love being direct, but I like engaging in conversation that gets people to think, think in a different yes. way, Yeah. And not being disrespectful and all that. And that's why, you know, the whole challenging thing sometimes it's, it's not, Hey, you know, I'm directly challenging you because I'm challenging your knowledge. No, I want you, uh, I want to inspire you to think differently about something. And I think that the biggest thing is, is salespeople hide behind their company. They hide behind their products. They're, it's hard to be genuine, it's hard to be authentic, and it's hard to be real if you're hiding behind something.
2: Yeah, but okay, but let's, 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 let's go down that road. Why? No, it's hard to do it, I get it. But why are they doing it? They're doing it because they don't have confidence in the product, they don't have confidence uh, in their own sales skills, or they don't have confidence that they're going to hit their number, um, or they're just in, they're just insecure. I mean, are there other, I'm sure there's other reasons, but many of these can be fixed. You can get product knowledge, you can improve your sales skills, um, and you can better qualify to know if you've got a right fit or not. What I, I think some people, well, I know some people need to go through that hard school of knocks where they realize um, if if you're not forthright and honest, mm-hmm. that you're going to get kicked in the cojones and you're not going to be, you're going to lose those sales. Whereas if you have faith in yourself and in your relationship and, and having a trusting connection and exchange of ideas and information that you can overcome a lot of those objections simply because you were honest and they trust you and they're willing to give you a little bit of rope and instead of sever the relationship right away. That's good. So
1: I want to, zoom, uh, rewind the tape just back a little bit, because we started this conversation about how to engage on social. And Larry, you said, um, you know, that we need to get below the surface on conversations on social. Um, and we, we said, you know, we need to do more than just slap high fives and give thumbs up on these, these things, we, we actually need to get involved. I'm curious, I'll throw this out to both of you okay, define getting below the surface. Like, what does that look like in, in the real world? What, a specific example of, of how you get below the surface, especially with somebody that you may not really know yet. Maybe it's, maybe it's a target account. Maybe it's, you know, how how do you, how do you move from, 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 Hey, I just, you know, you just came across my radar to below the surface.
2: And so we're talking not beyond social. Just to be clear on this, uh, no, we're t- well, let's let's start on social, and then we can take. Okay, I'll,
0: I'll start I'll start on social, and then because I also want to tie tools into this, because you guys will geek out over the tools here in a second. Yeah, we will. So let's th- just say I'm going to use Daryl Prale as an example. Let's just say Daryl Prale puts an article out. He throws a comment out. He throws something out on social that I happen to see. I read it and I reread it. And I go, you know what? It's interesting. I agree with certain things. I may not agree with all of it, but you know what? I can tell that Daryl's put some thought to it. Mm -hmm. I might just take it below the surface. I might say, hey, Daryl, you know, wow, you wrote a really brilliant article. I like the two sentences around this, right? I might copy and paste those two sentences in there. I agree with this, but I'm just curious, you know, what led you to write this? Or why did you come up with these last two sentences? Help me understand that just a little bit more. What's wrong with people saying that that takes it below the surface. That's it's again. funny you
2: say that because as, as you ask the question, you're answering it, Larry, In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, there's an article out there. I'm thinking, what led you to this? Why did you say this? Have you considered this? And you almost use the exact same verbatim words. Mm-hmm. Um, too many, too many people are afraid to do that. And then, and I'll go one step further. I, I'll actually put myself out there because I, I I find somebody's got to jump first. Larry's good for this. He's he's one of a few. Um, I'll say, I don't necessarily agree with this because my experience, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, so have you considered that? What are your thought processes? Because I think if I did what you're saying, it's not going to go well for me because of blah, 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 blah. So it, it is a respectful exchange as opposed mm-hmm. to a lot of skimming and a lot of, oh, that's stupid, you know, (laughs) because
0: I mean, that's it. Regardless of my big thing is how do you humanize yourself through social, whether that be, you know, the platform everybody's familiar with with LinkedIn or all the other enablement tools that are out there that can help salespeople. Mm -hmm. How do you humanize yourself? Well, the fastest way, in my opinion, that you humanize yourself is you speak from your heart, you stand by, everyone's got, and I always say this over and over again, we all have beliefs, we all choose to say what we want to do is how we say it. That's why I always say words matter and your message matters, is Mm -hmm. the fastest way for you to engage and build a following on social is you educate and you engage, you humanize yourself, you put some thought behind it and you're polite. Mm-hmm. And watch what starts to happen. But you, in order to do that, you got to scratch below the surface. And there's there's not that many people on social all around the world that are willing to do dig below the surface, right? We always say, like, rip the Band-Aid off. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, get way down below there. If you can do that, that's how Daryl Prell and I connect.
2: I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the uh, just one example how you, you can actually use this to your advantage. So I'll use Keenan as an example. If you know Keenan, he's got a colorful language that involves a lot of expletives, and he tells it like it is. That's his mo. That's his style, and so a segment of the population is going to love him for that. And he knows that. He knows that. He, there's going to be a segment he likes and a segment that doesn't like him. and he, He's a big enough audience for him to do his thing. And I have a lot of respect, a lot of respect for him. But I challenged him. Uh, I challenged him on all his swearing. I'm like, dude, like, you know, I don't have a problem with swearing. I swear. But do you have to do it so often and so explicitly? And And this is in a social conversation online. And it's like, can you cannot convey the same emotion, the same sentiment using rich language that doesn't always involve four letters. And uh, in the end, he's like, well, you know, I gotta be me. Okay, fair enough. But that led to me reaching out to him saying, hey, let's do a webinar, let's do a debate. I wanna go after you. I'm telling you front, and I wanna have a debate because I, I, I firmly believe you believe your point of view, and there's a lot of, there's a big school of camp who follows your, your point of view. But let's put it out there. Let's talk about Merritt's pros and cons of swearing. And so we did a webinar, we had a huge draw. He wasn't afraid of that. And, and I, I asked some hard questions. And, and again, it was all respectful, it was all from the heart. Like he said, you know, if I don't swear when I'm on stage, my performance sucks. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a sales trainer and you're training people how to speak, which is not natural for them. Yet you can't adapt yourself. We're having this back and forth at the end of the day. <laughs> fantastic conversation. Hard I can't questions. Wait hear it. That's got to be <laughs> It was so great. I love it. But that's what social is. That's an example of getting below that's and not great. being yes. afraid.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I think this, you know, whether, whether it's social, whether it's face-to-face, the reality is, you know, as salespeople, we need to develop relationships of trust. And I think there's a, a connection, a relational component to trust, and there's a competence of, you know, a component to trust, which is, you know, what we're talking about here. There's, there's the relational dynamic, but there's a the dynamic of, like what, what value are you going to bring to this conversation? Like if I engage with you, what's, what's the value? Is it just high fives? And, you know, is it just, you know, taking me out to dinner and drinks or as a salesperson, are you going to bring donuts or are you going to bring some value uh, to the conversation? And, and this is, I think this is true face to face, but I, I, I think online, it's so easy to be lazy and I'm going to confess, oh. in a busy day, I'm guilty of it.
2: Um, oh, we're and, all guilty at times. But, but here's but the I thing. I respect you
1: guys for, you know, I respect people who who take the time. Even when I put something out there, I love the likes and the high fives. But there are the people that, that take the time to digest, process, and respond. And those people don't get forgotten because they're few and far between.
2: Here's the one observation, that I'll shut up. I don't get nearly as many likes as a lot of these people who get a lot of the high fives, right, mm-hmm. with my comments. And sometimes that annoys me because I think I'm being more candid, honest, and mm-hmm. more real. But what's amazing, and what you don't realize that with the likes or the lack of likes do not show you, is there's a massive audience of lurkers who never comment. Yeah. And that's like 90% of the population and that 90% when they see you or they talk to you, man, do they hold you in high regard and respect? Well, because often you're saying what they're thinking. Well, okay. So
0: here's, here's what's interesting. And and, you know, I got to give a shout out to Mark Hunter because he's always saying, you know, you can't take likes and high fives and all that to the bank and, and you can't, but you can be proactive with those to eventually take those to the bank. Mm-hmm. And that means that you got to engage, right? And, and, and so forth. But, but here's, where, here's where I'm really going with this is, um, you talk about the lurkers, I, you know, they could be viewers or whatever. And Daryl, you've probably seen a both Daryls is, you'll be amazed if you're consistent and you engage and you you really believe in those messages. And there's those people out there that never comment, never do nothing, but they'll consume your message. I don't know how many of them, and I'm sure Daryl, both Daryls can attest to this, that will sometime around, it doesn't matter when, they will come back to you and say, you know what, I've been following what you've been driving for the last six to eight months, high five, whatever. It's happened to me. And those are the ones that knock me over and go, you know what, this validates everything that I do as we're growing the selling from the heart messages. There's executives out there that may never comment. They never do anything, but they could be following your butt all over the world as you're broadcasting this stuff out there that's eating your stuff up. And if you don't engage and be professional and be genuine and do this online, I can flat, you know what, guarantee it's not happening face-to-face. You know it.
2: I get more direct messages, private messages from people saying, thank you. Yeah. You know, just just thank you. And 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 they never post it publicly. That's cool. That's their choice. But Yeah. But, but, but
0: it's the same thing, right? And, and I, I, I say I mean, this is going to go down a rabbit hole, but I just have to bring it up, you know, bearing we got enough time on this. It's the same thing with the tools, right? All the automation tools and, and the marketing tools that are out there that you and Daryl love. It's the, it's the same difference is, you know, I don't live in that world, but I can just imagine if salespeople can humanly communicate through those tools effectively by being real and being genuine, how much more productive a they'd be and the results. that would happen from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? And I think my other brother, Daryl will attest to this is the lurkers are maybe more important than the people that engage. I mean, because they are watching and I was sitting in someone's conference room last week. It was a new client. Um, we we're doing a revenue growth workshop there. And, um, I'm sitting in their conference room and, you know, I didn't, uh, one of my colleagues set up the workshop, the appointment. So I I was just looking at the guy going, you know, why are we here? How'd you find out about us? But now with the revenue technology, and of course he responded, you know, well, I've been watching you, right. I've been lurking. And sure enough, you know, when we open up the, uh, the marketing automation software, which measures, the amount of lurking on our website, blog, etc. Sure enough, over you know a period of time, this guy had been consuming what what I'd been putting out there, and I'm sure he'd been doing the same on social. And so, um, I'd never met this guy before in my life. I wasn't connected to him. Um, I am now. We're now buddies. He's now a client, and all of that. But it was it was not. There wasn't a form filled out. There wasn't, there wasn't a social connection. I really didn't know this guy existed, but he was lurking. He was looking. He was paying attention. And so by the time we walk into that engagement, um, that guy who's been watching what's going on trusted me. Trusted me enough to invite me into his business. And, you know, and from there it was an easy close to a client relationship. And so as much as um guys like Daryl and me, we like reading data and, you know, we get, you know, those of us who wear the marketing hat, we get hammered for, you know, how many leads did you create? How many people (laughs) filled out a form? How many people (laughs) raised their hand? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing wrong with that. But I got to tell you, you know, if Google's data is right, 95% of B2B buyers begin and continue their buyer journey online and people are... it. Everywhere people are looking, they're scoping things out, whether you know it or not. And I think that's the, you know, the, the takeaway for, for sales professionals that are listening in today. And I love our audience because I know that people listen to selling from the heart podcast really give a rip. They care and they want to add value to the world and to their clients. And I got to say, you know, you may be thinking, is it really worth my time to get out there on social and add value? And contribute and comment like is that really gonna lead to sales and the answer is unequivocally unequivocally is that a word uh, in all cabs bold underlined with an exclamation mark yes yes because it's not just the people that click submit or connect it's the lurkers that are probably gonna affect your career more than
2: anybody and they're there and the audience is listening the best metaphor I can give for that, best example I can give on that, because you are so right, Daryl, is my kids. I was shocked as they became young adults how many behaviors and values that that I didn't, I didn't believe I instructed them on that <laughs> they that that they. In, they, were, they, they adopt it and, they, and, they, and, and, and drive their life and their decisions. And it was only upon reflection and often talking to them, them telling me, well, we watched you. You did this. So we did this. In other words, they, your kids are watching you and you're, you're always modeling the behavior you want them to adopt. It's the exact same thing on social. All those prospects, all those people who have the pain that you talk about, they're watching you. And they're forming judgment and they're, they're establishing relationships with you, even though you've never exchanged words. So it doesn't shock me in the least that your words was. And from there, it led to an easy sale because yeah. trust was already established.
1: Absolutely. man! what a great conversation. I'm, I'm so glad I met my other brother, Daryl, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so glad you came on the podcast. It sounds like we're going to have to come back at some point and talk about the technology side of things because we got, didn't even get to that today. And I know you've got so much to, uh, so much value to add. Um, so Daryl, sincere thank you from uh, Larry and me and the rest of the, uh, the song from the heart audience for
2: no man. It's, it's great. And of course I'm going to see you in Atlanta, right? Yes. On them, Exactly. The outbound conference with the gang. So that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it boys. And,
0: and I think, you know, as the, as it gets closer, right, we'll probably let's plan on doing another podcast and, and we'll do something that just promotes yeah. outbound and ties in vanilla soft and what salespeople could look out
2: for. Well, yeah. what you don't know because we've not revealed it yet, Larry, uh, but we'll be revealing it next week, is uh, you are prominently figured on some content we have coming to the fore. uh as, as, a, as a veteran speaker at Outbound. <laughs> so uh,
0: stay well, tuned. Well, okay, okay. so I, w- I, will, I will tell something, and, and um, I know Mark Hunter listens, so I love Mark Hunter, but it was through his advice last year at Outbound that the empty suit. Made its first appearance That's right, it'll be the one year, year out anniversary out. of the MTC One year anniversary of the bringing the <laughs> MTC out
2: You know what was so annoying Was that we were at the Besma the Awards um, They had like, you know The fireworks go off and the lights are down And the video's <laughs> rolling And we've got these quotes You know, Anthony Robbins Dwight D. Eisenhower Frickin' Mark Hunter These quotes, right? <laughs> So I text him. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in freaking London, England, and I can't get away from you. You're here. So, oh, so, so, I, got, so I, I know we're probably over, but
0: I have to tell one quick funny story. This is branding 101 from a sales guy to a bunch of marketing guys. You're going to freaking love this. So, about oh, probably about three months ago, I get a message from Mark Hunter, and he says, You know something? He goes, Every time. I walk into my bedroom closet to get the suit out to pack. And he goes, My wife knows this. All I think about is Larry Levine in that empty suit. Telling her that. So you know what? I mean, he helped me create a movement, but it's you know, it it draws in. You know, there's an empty suit laying on the hanger. I gotta take it out and package it up. So he goes, Every time I pack, I think he, oh, that's kind of creepy. Oh
2: man, that's probably almost
0: great too much advice for all of
1: us. Well, there you go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you to everyone from selling from the heart. We appreciate um, our audience. We love hearing from you and it's so cool to see the movement. And by the way, while you're thinking about it, if you haven't left a review for the Selling from the heart podcast, we really love for you to do that mainly because not because Larry needs his ego any bigger than it already is, but mainly because that helps us spread the word and uh, get the word out to more and more people. And and there is a movement going on of authenticity. So till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, add some substance to your conversations online, and most of all, sell from the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the Salescast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.